0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 203 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and I'm joined by Gaz this week. How are you, my good man? Are you well?
2: Mm, I'm just looking in the camera, my nose looks a little bit red. I look like fucking Rudolph. Do you, think that's the, do you think that's the
0: light, or...? Um, no, I that? mean, it could oh, it's be. it's that side.
2: Oh, I think there's a spot there. Um, no, yeah, I've, I've just been for a, a run. Um, so I've just done a, a 5K run in 27 minutes and 30 seconds, which I was quite impressed with for me. Um, so that's probably why I'm looking a little bit red-faced. I've changed the camera angle. I'm going to change that back because yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> there we go. There's no red on that now, is there? There we go.
0: <laughs> No, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, good, good, good. time. Is that a good time? Hello, Fee. Gaz has just turned the camera around for the first time in the amount of time that we've been doing the podcast when we can see each other. And uh, yeah, just said hello to Fee there. But yeah. no, it's a uh, bit of a, an interesting slash boring week for for the ins has not it i mean do we want to we'll, we'll do a little bit of the the witty banter section because uh number one <laughs> the that's, <wittety> that's, banter, <laughs> yeah it's it's written on the uh <laughs> it's it's written on the on the show notes and uh two we've not got a huge amount to talk about outside of the games this week so uh
2: no. well i i have an amusing um curry story go on then well, I say amusing. It's not actually amusing. Um, Sophie, oh, so it's one of my stories then. Yeah, basically, um, but, but told better. Um, anyway, oh, so <laughs> Sophie was away this week and as she's gone away, she said to me, there's there's lamb in the fridge. Um, she said, and there is a naan in the fridge and there's curry in the cupboard. So I'm like, brilliant, I'm sorted. So I came to cooking it. First of all, I looked on the blackboard and she'd put, there's lamb and naan in the fridge. I was like, <laughs> my nan is in the fridge. I mean, come on, she's 97, but she's got a year or two left yet, I think. Um and so changed it to none so i've gone in i've opened the fridge i've got the lamb out i've cut the taken the lamb off i've ended up putting a little bit of cooked kind of cold chicken in there as well because it was kicking about gone to the cupboard no um none of the curry sauces apart from one like cheap aldi one that i've had to beef up so anyway i've got this they then one of these you know the ones with the plastic pots on the top yeah so it's like the sauce and the pot now first of all i don't get that right because the spices are going in the food anyway so why add an extra element into the cooking? You buy you buy a jarred sauce to put the sauce straight in the meat. Don't you? That's why you buy a jarred yeah. sauce. If you want to start messing about with spices, you're probably more like, you know, you're going to you do it all a little bit bespoke. For me, it's needless. But anyway, so I've got the sauce. I've, I've put the I go to take the lid off, right? And I, for the first thing I'll try and just prise off the plastic thing. I go like that, prise the I, When I say I go like that, no one else can see it. Um, So I make like an upward motion to try and lift the lid off. But the plastic thing is stuck to the lid of the sauce. So I've gone, it's open. Just throw sauce all over me instead. (laughs) And the spices that make it actually taste right are then stuck on the lid. And I can't get the lid off because they're stuck in. So then I've had to cut around the lid with a knife, risking serious injury to actually get (laughs) the spices out. And I had to wash the hoodie I was in because I've got it covered in gel Jalfreisey.
0: I was gonna say risking serious injury. I mean, you'd only really be risking serious injury if you were that uncoordinated that you would spill curry sauce over yourself. So you've probably got a point. Boom. And I was using
2: a knife that, that 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 was quite sharp. It wasn't your 120 pound one fee, by the way, just to clarify that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, no, I wouldn't have done that, obviously. Um it was another one. Um I'm surprised you weren't using scissors. That's well, actually, okay. do you know what? Once I got, <laughs> once I made an incision with the knife, I did get scissors and kind of kind, because the thing is, what I was actually left with was a bland, tasteless sauce and a Krypton Factor-style puzzle to make it taste nice. Which, again, i do you know what? Fuck Aldi! Why do they do that? Honestly, I mean, like, <laughs> because I quite like a posh curry now, and by posh curry, I mean if you go down the curry aisle. The Sharwoods, they all taste the same. Jalfrezi, Madras, Balti, they just all taste the same. But if you look up on the top shelf, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like I always used to get scared looking on the top shelf. You know, when you were a kid and you went in newsagents and your magazine was one shelf from the top. They started putting, like, I used to buy Zap 64 back in the day, and I was about 10 or 11, and they put Zap 64 on the second to top shelf. So I'd walk in <laughs> and I'd be scanning the bottom two shelves. They'd be like, shit, I know where it is. But if I look up there, anyway... But if you're in a reputable supermarket and you're in the curry aisle and you look up, they've usually got expensive sauces that are like three different sachets and you get... Yep, yeah, okay, it's a little bit complicated. Yeah. But first of all, you can cut those open with scissors. You're meant to. I like those. <laughs> Go and fiery curry. I'll tell you something, you definitely need to put your toilet roll in the fridge for that the next day.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. oh man so basically what you're saying is that you need to buy the curry sauces that come in an envelope with like that's three quarters silver that just lets you see the uh the manufacturer's name at the top
2: yeah yeah but yeah yeah, the thing is i don't mind like a quick i don't mind making a quick curry i quite like a lloyd grossman curry although he's a tight bastard lloyd grossman because his jars are smaller than everybody else's they are aren't they yeah and it says serves two people not two hungry people do you know what? Before, um, before, kind of, I don't know if it's before me and Fee met or before we lived together. I used to buy two Lloyd Grossman sauces for one helping for me, that because because otherwise you didn't get enough sauce, did you? I and mean, no. it'd be ridiculous. And I used to have them with oven chips as well. So I used to do oven chips and then have two bolty sauces and like a lamb or something. Now I do have rice.
0: To be fair, that's amazing. Oh dear! And, but, I mean, um, still, it could be it could be an even stupider thing that you've done. Than spilk a resource over yourself. I mean, you could be buying products from Amazon that, you know, you, you get them and it says, oh, that says Lincolnshire on that label. So I'm just gonna Google where it is. Um, and then you look out of your window and you can see the warehouse of the company that you bought ah, everything from.
2: No, no, because that's not stupid, is it? Because does the warehouse have a front-facing customer-friendly shop?
0: I've emailed them and they've said that I can go and pick it up directly from you. Yeah, them.
2: that's not the answer to the question, though, is it? Well, no, that's... Yeah. So you haven't done anything stupid. I'm resisting this opportunity to call you a moron. I'm sure there will be plenty down yes. the line. We've got an hour. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I don't think you've done wrong in this. Do you remember the story... And we will get into football, people. Do you remember the story I told the other week where I went and bought some smellies from my mom, and I got... At one half price for me, but it was female that I bought, not male. I yes. mean, I was going to give it to Fee, but I dropped it on the floor and it smashed. Yes. Right? There's a sequel. Okay. Turn, turns out that the ones I bought for my mom were the men's smellies. <laughs> but I didn't realise. I wrapped them up, gave them to her for her birthday and, uh, and she messaged me She messaged me And she's like You know what you did I'm like yeah She goes yeah Well you've given me The men's one now So she's giving that To her partner Didn't drop it on the floor And I've now had to lay out For a second present <laughs> Honestly <laughs> Oh Gary and I've got to take it to her as well, so it's, it's an additional cost to me. I mean, I love my mum, so I'll do it, but do you know what? If she was a bit ratty or anything, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be happy about that <laughs> at all. I mean, you sound thrilled as it is, mate, let's be honest. Well, do you know what? Actually, it proved that you go in these discount shops and they have the perfumes and that sort of thing, and you think, oh, God, that looks a good deal. Actually, it's a shit deal because I, the bottle of female stuff that I got to give to my mum for her birthday was half the price and twice the size of the one that I got from the discount shop in Horncastle. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good for Lambretta t shirts, but apparently no good whatsoever for men's or women's perfumes. But they weren't labelled men or women, it's all to do with the color of the box. Well, I don't have an ex- encyclopedic knowledge of what box colors NYC, Catherine Herrera, and saruti come in. It's a um, minefield, and do you know what it is? It's woke society.
0: <laughs> I'm getting my Lee Anderson on. Should we move to football before it? I think it, so. It's a madness. <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, I did want to ask you, I did want to point out as well. The there was a boxing match that everyone was talking about the other week. And I I, I follow boxing a bit but I hadn't and it turns out that it's a YouTube star yep. against a kind of a part-time boxer who's living off being Tyson you related to Tyson Fury who's been on Love Island. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? It's like yep. the world getting excited about a charity match. Between, well, actually, no, that's happened. And it <laughs> about it. Those, <laughs> those, those crawly people and, oh, yeah. I don't know, they're the crap in it. You get famous for being on YouTube or a podcast and look at us, we're sat here. We're, you know, they're not yeah. famous. I should be no. famous.
0: No, that's very strange. It's almost like, you know, they do content that people want to watch and listen to. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
2: but i don't get i don't get it i do you know what i've i hear about these youtube stars i've never watched any videos by any of them
0: no like every so often like there'll be a a video that gets tweeted into my timeline or like they'll enter the conversation like you look at them they've got like seven and a half million followers yeah and you're like what how has this happened like just there's entire sections of like youtube that exist for other people and I, I suppose that's the beauty of it in a way, but like the other side of YouTube, like it's fucking mental. Like one of the biggest channels is that is it Ryan Toys Review or something? It's like a know. it's a kid. Like they uploaded a video when he was, I think like two or three of him opening a toy and playing with it. And he's now one of the biggest YouTubers in the world. Like he makes something like twelve million dollars a year.
2: At least. Thoroughly really unimpressed by that. Yeah. I'm going to start making videos of me opening curries.
0: (laughs) I mean, to be fair, I would subscribe to that. Yeah, I would subscribe
2: to that. It's like, I I get, they they call them shorts, don't they, now, on social media? Yeah. And a short is basically a 10-second video of somebody miming to another song. I could do that all day long. (laughs) Just do a short
0: of me, like, I don't know. I believe that's what most of TikTok is. So I'd love to see, like, the Stacey West TikTok account, which is you just... Like moaning, m- miming along to rancid tracks oh. as you do your dog walk.
2: Yeah, but that's it. And, and people pulling funny faces, and nobody's got any talent at all. It, it's basically X Factor that is yeah. more talentless,
0: less yeah. talent. I don't know. X Factor was only good for the first couple of weeks, anyway, when you get... No, the, it wasn't. It wasn't good at all, then. I mean, if you were ever forced to watch it, which I was once you're going
2: to uh, What you're going to say is it was only ever any good when they had the bad acts on, so what you actually liked watching was people who were borderline mentally ill being teased by rich people on a panel. Is that what you're telling me?
0: I mean, if you want to frame it like that, yeah, but that's not... Was. That's the, not all the time. Yeah, sometimes they put it was bad acts just... on who they knew were bad before they went out
2: in order yeah. to humiliate them on the television. And they always did it like somebody would come on and go, Oh, I'm a really good singer. Then they'd go, Oh, are you? Go, yeah, I sound like Beyonce. And then like they'd start singing it and just be like, No, 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 And you'd get all of the famous people's faces going, Oh, they're <laughs> terrible. No, it's a no from me, and everyone would go, Ha ha, look at that. And the poor person would walk off.
0: Probably the best one cliff. the best one by quite a distance i think it's it was not the like the best a, one it's the worst one no no there's a, i think it's a malaysian malaysian one or something and there's a woman that goes on this guy says what are you going to sing and she says ken lee it's like ken lee what are you talking about and what she's actually singing is um, i can't live by Mariah Carey, but she doesn't understand the lyrics so she's just it it's basically it says like ken lee be libi dibi doubt too. And it's it's quite Look, funny. It's not it's funny. It's quite funny. It's not funny. Anyway, football. Let's. We've gone twelve minutes so far without actually having any conversation whatsoever about football. So
2: we've gone twelve minutes without any meaningful football. What does that remind
0: you? Of? <laughs> <laughs> the second half of Lincoln City games Zing. this week. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean. We'll we'll briefly touch on Forest Green because I think we're probably going to have much of the same conversation around the uh, MK game. To be fair, um, yeah, the first half was was solid. We should have been well out of sight by half time. I think on on Saturday. Um, you're probably going to disprove me with XG, but I think, I, <laughs> yeah. <what> I, do. <laughs> I think, um, I think, you know, we, I thought we looked pretty decent in the first half. We didn't look like we were going to concede. Forest Green offered absolutely nothing whatsoever. Ooh, excuse me. And, um, you know, it was, sep- it was we were separated at the break by what was potentially going to be one of the goals of the season from Ben House. um, And then, the second half they came out, they looked like they'd basically had a bit of a bollocking from from Big Dunk, um, came into the game and, and took the half chance they got, which sounds a bit familiar. But, Matt.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, again, obviously I'm due to disagree with your analysis because that's what I do. <laughs> um, we scored a good goal, well, a really good goal, early doors, get ourselves ahead. Um, and then I, had to, I don't think we should have been out of sight by half-time. I think it was just a game where they offered nothing. Um, we, uh, you know, we get a goal and then we kind of rely on the fact that we don't concede many. And look, if we get a goal in a game, 99 times out of 100, we ain't going to lose that game. For me, that's a positive, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think there were fundamental differences between the two games. Um, which, which we'll come on to. I understand why it appears that it's a very similar narrative. Score early, don't press home the advantage, don't look as good in the second half. It, it seems very much the same. But if I was to tell you all Marvel films were the same, um, starts with character who's normal person, dresses up, does something heroic, in mild peril, film finishes... That's a Marvel film But you would then argue The differences between them And I think these two games Are kind of similar Sorry I had to put it In terms you understood not, If I talk
0: football this I point. It over your head I've got Marvel fatigue At this point so. <laughs> Bloody hell Because they are all About the same at this point Yeah
2: yeah They are Yeah yeah okay But anyway so I mean You know we got the goal We were the better team Our XG was still only 0.61 by the way So actually the only Other chance we really Had I thought to score Was the Shadipo one That he put over the bar Yeah um, I thought we played well, we had far less possession, but we're playing possession-based teams and people seem to think that it's a negative. When you say we've gone to the bottom team and we've let them have more of the ball, that just, for me, it shows a, a, a failure to grasp some of the basics of the game when, you, when people say that. Because mm. some people play without the football. Yeah, And there was no Danny Cowley's teams used to play without the football. Remember the game against Bury, we drew 3-3. Very, very different, by the way, to the games that we're doing at the minute because there's goals in it. Um, Still got a point, by the way, out of it. Um, But it was built as the best team in possession versus the best team out of possession. I would argue that this Lincoln City team, right now, one of the best teams out of possession in this division. The difference Mm -hmm. between us and the team that won League Two is that in possession, there are far better teams than there were back when we were in League One. Forest Green are not one of those teams, but they still had plenty of possession. Um, you're quite right. You know, they, they actually had two shots, one on target in the first half, which, believe it or not, is better than MK Don's. Um, Forest. It's hard to talk about one without the other. But Forest Green are not a very good football team with relatively average players. Mm-hmm. mk dons are a struggling not very good football team with very good players there's a very very big difference for me between the two yeah but you're right the second half they came out they'd had a bit of a rocket they went a little bit more direct um a little bit stronger and look there's all sorts of reasons for it it's I've seen so much stuff, sorry I'm going on a little bit, but I've seen so much feedback about people saying Kennedy doesn't have them pressing home the advantage. And that's not it. Forest Green played 283 passes in the first half. They played 153 in the second half. They went more direct. So the game changed. We actually had, by the way, better XG in the second half against Forest Green than they had. So yes, they scored their goal. Their goal, I thought, was, you know... uh, kind of a, a, a lucky bounce, let's say, but you, you have to be in it to win it, so to speak. Um, but I, yeah, the frustration comes because you get the early goal and the first thing that people think is, well, that means we were better in the first half. And actually, I think over the course of the Forest Green game, it did feel like a bit like a game of two halves, but I think um, that was the one that we should have won. Yeah, And I'll talk about reasons for the MK Dons game actually being a decent result. The Forest Green one was a decent result in that we didn't lose. But when you look at our recent history with Forest Green, you know, we should have beaten them at our place. Then we've beaten them six, seven times in a row. It is the sort of game that we sh- that, that's the one that we should have won. But mm-hmm. also, you've said it in the past, I think last year, some of these games you go into and the first thing is not to lose. And, and for me, when you're a team like Lincoln City in League One, and sorry, I will let you speak in, in a minute. But when you're a team like <laughs> Lincoln City in League One, the size that we are, the budget that we are, your first intention has got to be not to lose a game of football. Yep. If fans don't like that, then don't buy a season ticket and the board will either make a decision or they won't make a decision. But for me personally, last season, I got sick, just like Gav behind me, and he, said, he was the one that said these exact words, I got sick of watching Lincoln City lose at home. We haven't yep. had to do that this season. And we are, what, six weeks away from going a full year without losing a single game at home. It was it was April when we lost to Wigan and we haven't lost at home in the league. We've lost in the cup, by the way, to Doncaster. We haven't lost in the league at home in that period. Um, and, and not losing games is the building block of a successful team. Hmm.
0: And I think I said, this to, I, th- I said this to Chris last week, is that you watch the first things that Mark Kennedy said when he came in, and I think when he spoke to us and, and possibly the other media as well. And he said, you know, that, the, the main thing is that he wanted to build a team that was hard to beat. And I think people assumed that that would be, you know, we're hard to beat over 90 minutes. And that was where, you know, that was where it stopped. And then you build on it over, you know, on top of that in the same game. So, well, that, that's not, that's not how he's gone about it. And I think he's he designed, you know, he's, he built the team to be hard to beat throughout the whole season, which he's obviously done, um, particularly at home. And then he's been able to build on that in January and bring in the attacking players that he wants to have the the options to, you know, go forward and, and hopefully score a few more goals and win a few more games. It's the foundation of, like I said, the, the foundation of the, the team at the moment is being difficult to to beat. And I'm I'm with you. When you know, when we go ahead, I I don't think we're gonna lose games at the minute.
2: Can I just clarify the difference between building a team not to get beat over ninety minutes and building a team not to get beat over a season? I, th-
0: I think what people, it's, I think it's, I know what I mean in my head, and that's the difficult part. Like when you got when you've got a team, like if you if you're trying hard not to get beat, like I think people expected it to mean okay, so he doesn't want to get beat on Saturday, so you know for the first the first part of the game plan is right we won't get beat and then the second plan of the game you know second part of the game plan is we will go ahead and score five like i it's it's a longer term thing than just the immediate like next game that he's had in place is what i'm trying to say and you're sat there with that smug look on your face. I'm, I'm
2: right? not, do you know what? I'm trying to not be as cruel because obviously somebody said in the Forest Green queue that, to you that Chris doesn't pick on you as much as me. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be cruel. I'm not going to say that what you have just told me sounds like nonsense because I know obviously somewhere there is a... a, a
0: there is logic there. Yeah, yeah. It,
2: it, it was it's explained not better what last week. you can put into to words or I explained it better pictures. last week. Um, I, yeah, look... The, the fact is, yeah, <laughs> the fact is, part of it, you're partly right. He, he doesn't want to get beat. What he said when he came in was, we're going to play an attacking, attacking brand of football. And people keep using that as a whip to crack him with. Whereas actually, he's already backtracked on that. He's already yeah. said, I, I, I started that way. I spoke to a mentor, we assume Mick McCarthy, um, who That's said, if you keep he was playing like that, you're going to get
0: beat. you get sacked, yeah.
2: And so he's changed it. And yeah. if, you know, I wish everybody would listen to our podcast because the revenue would go up and we could sponsor two or three (laughs) players. But those that that listened to the live podcast, those that were there, heard him say that. What I think you'll find actually, and I'm going to go off on a a tangent a little bit, by the way, is is Mark Kennedy has changed in the seven or eight months that he's been at the club. He's very much him now. When you first yeah. came in, it was you know it was this isn't my remit that isn't my remit, but to come out the other day and say I don't want to rely on loan players when you know two of our starting front three are loan players, it's a bold move because when mm. you're saying you don't want to rely on loan players, well, you saying the loan players we've got are not good enough. I mean, I, I can understand what he's saying about the first six weeks of the season or the first five weeks of the season, you, you you're without your full first team, and I, I buy that. Yeah, I think to be a success at this level, you've got about one or two players in on loan.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think we've seen that. Like, obviously, that you know, the COVID season was an anomaly, but the the lone players that we had that season, they elevate you, don't they? Because you're able to get a, a team that is, or a player, sorry, that that's got Premier League or you know, Championship qualities about them to bring in, and and they will bring those qualities while you help develop the qualities that they need to have. Um, Going forward, and I think you know, without singling people out at the minute, there's a couple of players in the squad that are in the. Oh my fucking doorbell! Sorry, I've <laughs> got. Do you want to pause it? Do you want to pause and go and answer? No, it's all right. I've got a parcel box that I can put stuff in. Um, okay. So yeah, without without having that, um, uh, without naming people, I think it's fairly obvious who who it's going to be. Um, you've got those players that have a degree of. You know, sparkle about them, and they they have that ability. But there are elements to the game that they need to like hone and just make sure that they are uh, that they're sharpening their skills so that when they go back to the parent clubs, they're better players. Um, Jack Dunham, Tashin Oakley Booth, Luke Plange, Midish Depot hasn't really settled as yet,
2: so it's unfair. Harry Boys hasn't really settled as yet, as unfair. But there's five loan players that,
0: you know that they. I mean, there's reasons that they're on loan at League One clubs.
2: Yeah, they're, they're squad fodder rather than outstanding. And so actually, to a degree, Mark Kennedy isn't relying on loan players right now. Mm. He, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. You could start a full team of non-loan players bar the goalkeeper right now. Yep. Because you'd have Rowan at left-back, Paul at right-back, Paddy O'Connor, Adam Jackson, TJ Omer, because Joe Walsh is you know the disappearing boy, Arahan and Bishop, um, with Mandrew, Vernham, and the Ben House up front, some would argue that's not a million miles off our best eleven, mm. and there isn't a lone player in it. Now, some people will see that as a positive, and some will see it as a negative.
0: Mm.
2: Me, I will sit on the fence. I don't care as long as we don't get beat in football matches. Yeah, as long as and and you know, we'll talk about Milton Keynes Dons in a minute, but. Lone players, no lone players, draws, wins, defeats, whatever. Here's the bottom line. It's all about May. You get to May, and if we're not in the bottom four, this season, that's success. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to be in the bottom four, so it's going to be success. If we get to May and we are above, like, if we're 14th fourteenth uh, or above, bar the COVID season, which you quite rightly said earlier is an anomaly, that's our best finish in 40 years. Tell me yeah. that's not success. I and mean, so then, it's, it's, so then, why are people? and not the Forest Green game. Why are people then booing the team off when we're one 0 up at half time? Do you know what that, we not. We'll come on to MK in a bit because we've got so much to play for that. But do you know what I mean? Baffles me. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, I I, I agree with you on that, and it, you know, we'll, again, we'll we'll come to it. But to to wrap up on Forest Green because we said we'd we'd do it. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we haven't. <laughs> we've
0: gone on to on, It. On. <laughs> um, it was it was a disappointing second half after what I thought was a first half that in spite of, like you say, forest green, having more possession that they, that, that I thought we controlled. Um, people will, will argue that point. And, you know, I, I never, never once felt threatened by forest green in the first half. Um, I, I can't even remember the shot on target that they had to be honest. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was, it was a
2: disappointment.
0: You, <laughs> you can do. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just, my internet. it I, it just felt really deflating. And I mean, it, it was bitterly cold on Saturday as well. The wind was absolutely horrendous. And I know there was obviously the, the, the talk after the game of, you know, they had the wind with them in the second half. It wasn't that strong. It was just really cold. Um, and it was just one of those games that I probably want to forget, to be honest, but,
2: so yeah. their shot on target was a long ball forward, held up in the wind, flicked onto Garrick. He looks to play it back to Charlie Savage, who lifts the ball at Rushworth, who catches with ease on 27 minutes.
0: OK, well, yeah, again, I can't remember that moment. No, it was a shit shot. You wouldn't have... I'd, would would it have... Well, I, I always get a bit confused sometimes about what counts as a shot. Is it just like the ball is going towards the goal? Like, because sometimes someone will play a pass that... Well, no, because he's actually
2: shot. I mean, he's actually hit it towards the goal and he's caught it. That's a shot. Fair enough. Ben, Um, if you don't understand the difference between a pass and a shot, are you the right man to be on the Stacey West podcast? Well, actually, to be fair, at the minute, probably because <laughs> it is hard to tell the difference sometimes. Jesus Christ! Well, I let you off in the first
0: minute. So.
2: Yeah, I know, but I, that, that, I, I tell that you what: should we give you? Should we give you some respite and go to yes. Chris?
0: Yes, let's go to. I'm... Yeah, you prick! Right. So,
2: so, so what we've decided to do: we're trying to hone a few things for next season. So, as some of you might be aware, we did a Sunday podcast. We're going to do a Sunday podcast again this week um, with, with a new feature. Charlie's coming on board. He's going to be doing a a, a, a tester. Uh, but one thing we're doing is the guy out of me, Chris and Ben, like the, the the three kind of main presenters who is not on the podcast each week, hopefully we we're going to get a voice note from them straight after the game um, to to discuss what they felt and then obviously we can ridicule that um with the power of with of hindsight and a bit of a break so uh this is chris uh speaking almost immediately after the mk don's game on tuesday night
3: just got back from the mk don's game obviously initial initial reaction is disappointment especially conceding a, a late goal that's always going to make you feel like that um, from an objective perspective or try and be as objective as possible. The first half I saw a little bit of disappointment on online. I actually thought the first half was fine. Um, you know, we scored scored the early goal really good. Um don has got a bit of control with a lot of possession, but there was real no intention for them to to progress through the thirds and, and you know, they had no shots, zero shots in the first half and never really even looked like getting one away. Um it's possible to control the game without the ball. You block off certain angles, and you 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 time your presses and and, and your little nicks, and, and counter a couple of times. And I think we did that well in the in the first half. You know, we kind of forced a couple of errors when the time was right. We got the ball in behind early, and a bit of a lack of quality in the final third, but the intention was was fine. I was fully expecting the same to happen in the second half. To be honest, um, and credit to MK, um, they they changed their style a little bit. They they went to a four two four. Um, They certainly weren't direct as such, but they they definitely got the ball forward quicker. um, Caused a a few problems, nothing too clear cut apart from, um, of course, the one cleared off the line. uh, Rushford had to make a a good save as well. But not at any point did I really seriously feel was going to concede. Obviously, we had a couple of opportunities ourselves to to put the game to bed. Disappointing not to. um, And then to kind of get that sucker punch at the end is just a real kick in the teeth. You know, how, how MK plays but in that first half means it's not a particularly exciting spectacle, certainly from a Lincoln City's perspective, but I actually felt it was really in control. Um, but that second half, certainly when you don't get the win after a game like that, um, it's a real disappointment. But I kind of agree with a lot of what Mark Kennedy said in his interview after the game. In you know, there are still some positives, bit of disappointment. Obviously, we should have won the game. Um, but there are some positives there. We're still unbeaten at home. Um, we were the better team on the whole. And... It's just, it's just getting that second goal, and it's been a bit of a Achilles' heel for us for a lot of games this season. Obviously, it was on Saturday as well, but we do have another opportunity on Saturday at home against Oxford to to try again. So, you know, keep the faith. Disappointed tonight, but it's not all bad. We'll go again Saturday.
2: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See
0: com. So there we go. That was Chris after the MK game. And uh, yeah, hopefully you've got some kinder words to say on Chris's voice note than you did uh, for my voice note on Sunday. <laughs> um, well, I, you
2: know, I, I had to listen to Chris's voice note prior I came on air and rather unfortunately, um, didn't allow you the time to do so so it's quite hard to <laughs> to pick apart i didn't do that on purpose i was out for a run don't you know um I keep mentioning that um but yeah you know, it's he's fairly he's fairly correct obviously um because I, I don't think it was all that bad either certainly not um in the first half i mean we got the goal a wonder goal in a minute we can discuss which was best and why hopefully we'll pick different ones um, so we get the goal i thought we looked really good we pressed early we pressed as a team i thought we all, we looked really really good until about 20 minutes in but it wasn't because we took our foot off the gas and that's what that's what really grates me is that there's this perception that on 25 minutes we stopped trying and that oh man i can't even begin to under, begin to explain how that grates on me mk dons have always done the same thing Um, uh, by uh, four ways, I mean, going back kind of to the Tisday day, they get the ball, they pass it across, they pass it about, they pass it about. They don't try and get forward. They don't try and, as Chris said, break the lines. They don't, you know, there's no intent. It's like watching the YouTube boxer just walking around the ring, looking at his opponent. And when his opponent comes near him, just taking a step back and moving away, he's in the, he's in the contest, but you know, he's not throwing any punches. And that's what it was. And that's, and when it's when somebody's doing that, how do you look good? Well, you, you, you've played FIFA. So you come up against one of those clunches on FIFA that just plays pass, 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 and never, never tries to shoot. But every time you go near him, he passes to someone on the side, you chase it, pass. And that's what it was. It was like the scene from the Simpsons. <laughs> um, yeah. They had 71% possession. Okay, in um, the first half, they played 379 passes, which is as many. I mean, I'm just scrolling down now. The only team who have played over 300 passes going back uh, to Christmas is M.K. Don's our place. And before that, it was Southampton, who obviously had an awful lot of possession. Nobody in this division plays that many passes in in a single half alone. Who was that? 316. Where was that one? Uh, do you know what I mean? It's just mm. not
0: 306, Southampton. I mean, the thing is, you you say that, and then you you look at, you know, I'm going to use I'm going to use the site that you don't like me using uh, of who's good. Which as you can use though, whatever site you want because <laughs> I've I've not I've not got access to to Scout. I don't think you trust me with it. I don't um, understand it. <laughs> fuck off. I'll give you access, <laughs> but no. Like you, they've got heat maps for the game, and it's like you look at those, and genuinely, there's practically nothing in in our half. Um, it, you know, for from MK, there's 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 nothing in the you know in the, in the opposition penalty area in what, in the, fir- in the first half uh, across most of the game, yeah well we had four shots
2: one on target after after the goal went in <clears throat> in the first half it was a nothing game mm. but we controlled the nothing game yeah you know if you let a possession team come onto you and you let them move forward and you don't press them and you don't kind of track the runners they MK Dons have got the players that will hurt you in that position and Forest Green perhaps don't. I'm talking about Josh McEachran who I really liked. Paris Maghoma had a really good game. Not somebody that I've come across before. uh, Jonathan Lecko and Sully Kaikai both really creative players. If you get them on the ball in positions they will create something for you. Ethan Robson was a come through I think at Sunderland and was at Blackpool a good midfielder. Mo Iser we know about Mo Iser. He scores goals. You put ball at his feet in the area he'll score a goal. So to stop a team doing that isn't negative. Mm. And it, it, just this notion that people say, we need to go on and, and we need to attack, we need to stop. We're not sitting off. Do you think that Mark Kennedy got to 1-0 after six minutes and went, well, let's, let's somebody said park the bus, we've parked the bus. That is the most ridiculous thing <laughs> I have heard in a long, long while. Because we didn't park the bus. What do they think that we did? Scored a goal and went fucking 9-0-1. We parked the bus against Derby, absolutely, after the man was sent off. But we didn't park the bus against MK Duns. No. It's ridiculous to, to to even suggest that. We have we are not a team that has possession. They are a team that has possession. When you get two do you know what extremes like that? What, what do people think is going to happen when a possession-based team come up against a, a team that that do not have a lot of possession? Do they think that all of a sudden we're going to go right? We're going to get the ball and attack them? It's not going to happen. Yeah. I could have called that being a, a, you know, an average game, but yeah, and and yeah, things changed in the second half though a bit, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just sent you um a screenshot of the uh of, of MK Don's heat map across the entire ninety minutes, and. It it looks like a heat map of me sitting on something. Um, And the the red areas, so basically the areas that they've had the most possession has been in their own half, just in front of the halfway line. Yeah, which we know. You know, how are you going to, like you say, if they're keeping the possession there, like, yes, you can press them and try and win the ball but i yeah they're not going to score from that position and it's like we said when we go a goal ahead we're we're likely not going to lose the game now, um,
2: the second half which i tried to set you up for and you missed the cue um was uh, <laughs> was different it, it was different because it was. they
0: I came it, out and, it on. became more of an even game i think in the second half i think they they probably shaded it if i'm honest i say shaded it they were probably the better team in the second half um and, you know, I think there was a couple of moments where, yeah, we got a little bit nervy. There was an amazing save from Carl Rushworth uh, quite late on. Will Griggs backflip. It's a good save, that. Uh. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I just... I, I never felt at that point... I never really felt too much in danger, even with that that save. Um. But yeah I, I just can't I can't muster up a huge amount of energy to talk about well, even the second half, to be honest with you guys it's it's just well, a,
2: luckily we're on a podcast and people expect us to so I'll talk if you want me to. Um, <laughs> so, I don't, do you know what actually you can break the second, again it's it's not it'd be rude for me to say it'd be wrong for me to say lazy um, but to say that the second half as a whole was something. Is is incorrect because you could break it down again. So we talk about their chances. Their first chance in the the second half came 15 minutes after kickoff. So you've got a 15 minute spell there where it it wasn't the same old, same old because they were going a little bit more direct, but they weren't really creating. And a bulk of their chances, they had three efforts between 72 and 79 minutes. And then they scored their goal on 89. So they, they, you know, there's this perception because Rushworth pulled off a good save and they scored the goal, you think, no, oh, we were a little bit under the cosh. Yeah, they had four shots on target. Probably the goal was the weakest of their shots on target because obviously mm. it spooned up off Danny Mandrew and into the net. Uh, Isa and Will Grigg probably should both have scored. By the way, when you can bring on a, a player that moved for £4 million <laughs> yeah. pounds a couple of years ago, you know, to then say that this was very much like Forest Green, do you see there where the... The, the kind of the differences
0: yeah and I, I think that what i meant when i said that was that it was the no, feeling. i'm not picking
2: on you i mean generally generally yeah, do you yeah.
0: see that's why i've I, yeah yeah i get that I, I get that
2: um but actually we were poor in what we needed to do in the second half rxg was 0.23 um we didn't create Anything really of meaningful, meaningful attack at all um, until a little bit later on. Um, So again, 59 minutes, I think Jack Diamond had an effort. I I can't remember it. I could click on play now and tell you about it. I have no desire to whatsoever because, and I mean this with the greatest respect, if it was a Jack Diamond effort on goal, it's forgettable. Um, Because unless it's a penalty, I don't ever feel like Jack Diamond is going to do something to put the ball in the back of the net.
0: I and I can remember the mo I can remember the moment that you're on about because I think there was I think uh, if I remember rightly I think uh, it was Ben it was was house on at that point. House was not on at that point. Oh, that's not the no. moment I'm thinking of then. No, there was a moment, it's not. There was a moment a bit later on where House was free on the right and Diamond had a shot and it ended up in the fan zone. Yeah, well, this was um, Luke
2: Plans was running through the middle. Um, oh, yeah, Diamond had a simple. shot, and it ended up in the um, fan zone. Uh, yeah, actually, the, the 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 Ben House one where he's put it over and into the stand. That Mandry was free on the left as well, and that's bad yeah. decision making. And, and I'm not going to pull Jack Diamond apart. It's re- he's really easy. You get a lone player, and one minute he's the best thing ever. Like in October, everyone was saying he's the best thing ever, and now he's been poor in terms of his his overall output. It's not his fault that we didn't beat MK Dons, but people look for blame. They go, "Wow, oh, well he spooned those over the bar." Ted Bishop had a really good effort that mm. he's just got his feet all wrong and thrown it. Really good effort. Danny Mandrews hit the post. There was another effort where I think it was Harry Boys. Harry Boys, what's, came Boy- in. what's Boys doing there? Do you know yeah, what I mean? So yeah.
0: he tried to take a touch and then finish it, didn't he? He should have just yeah. put his head through it.
2: And actually, if you if Bishop and Boys had both got shots away rather than miss miskicked... It would have looked mm. a sec- an even second half in terms of chances because that would have been, we would have had full six chances, potentially three on target. They would have had six, four on target. The difference would have been the misses. So the, by the misses, I mean not fee. I mean the shots that <laughs> were missed. Um, so again, I, I just, I, I didn't feel despondent after the draw because no. we didn't get beat. And I know people. There was people saying, "Oh, I don't want to hear about unbeaten runs." That one good enough? Why don't you want to hear about unbeaten runs? Because we're not beaten. We're 14th in the division. Why do people? And I'm not having to go at the fans, but why do certain people have to co- have to kind of go out and say, "I don't want to hear about"? the fact that we haven't been beaten at home all season. I don't want to hear about the fact that we're eight unbeaten in the league in a run that involves um, games against Derby County and Portsmouth, who have got big budgets, wins against to nil against Accrington and Bristol Rovers. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to hear about draws with MK Dons because they're obviously shit. Um, But They've got Mo Isu, who was a million. Will Grigg, who was four million. Josh McCracken, who was at Chelsea. Ethan Robson, who was playing in the Championship for, for, for Blackpool. Sully Kaikai, who's played Championship. Jonathan Lecko who was at West Brom, has played cha- Do you know what I mean? I don't want to hear about yeah. draws against those people.
0: And that's I mean what... the, th- the thing that interests me is, like, I, I don't understand what's gone wrong at MK, because, you know... I don't care. Well, no. I mean, I don't, I don't either, to be honest. It's just like, the conversation is that, you know, at the start of the season, I think we were tipping them for playoffs and... and and all yeah, the rest of it. Because they look like they've made good sign-ins. Yeah. Um, and then they come to us and, you know, they're, what, second, third from bottom? Um, yeah, I still th- I think they'll stay up. Yeah, I think they will. I, I can't say the same again about Forest Green. I think they'll not go down.
2: down. And there, there is the difference between the two games. That's yeah. why the MK Dons is actually, not the MK Dons, they are MK Dons. I mean, the MK Dons result. There isn't a the in front of it. That's not their name. They're not the <laughs> MK Dons. They're MK Dons. Um, that's why... That result wasn't as bad, in my opinion. Because at the beginning of this season, we said anything above 20th is a bonus. So, therefore, any result against teams that are above 20th, in my opinion, is a result that you think probably we weren't going to get at the beginning of the season. And, yeah, I'll take eight matches on beating. I keep yeah. saying it. People, people don't understand the value of, of a point. And and I know that there are games that we should be winning. And what frustrates people, and and it manifests itself as anger, is that games that we've drawn that we should have won, or had the ability to win, I'm not going to say should have won, because if you draw it, that's the result you deserve, nine times out of ten. But you only have to look back at Cambridge should have won that game mk don's yep. twice games we should have won forest yep. green should have won that game so what's that four five games where we should have had another two points so eight to ten points just in the last couple of weeks that's without talking about extra at home forest green at home fleetwood at home Accrington at home that's the difference because actually if we did have and for me it could just be two players if we did have two fast wide players. If we did have uh, a, a wing back or, a, do you know what I mean? Somebody that was just chipping in yeah. an extra three or four goals and an extra three or four assists, then actually we'd be top 10. And yeah. that's why Darren McAntony said today that league one is as strong as it's ever been. It's not. It's as shit as it's ever been. It's got some big names in it, but if this Lincoln city side seven or eight months into Mark Kennedy's reign, his first major reign as, as, as a head coach with an evolving squad that only really started to take shape properly in January, this Lincoln City side could be 14th, and within you know with 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 a little bit of luck or with two additional wide players, could be eighth or ninth. That yeah. tells me that this is not a good division, and it isn't. Well,
0: I mean, Mark said it himself, didn't he? On on Tuesday, we were what a minute away from going 11th in the division.
2: Yeah.
0: So. <sighs> And and we were booed off at half-time and at full-time. That's that's the bit I can't understand. I mean, you know, I I get it. I I get it when people are upset and frustrated. Like, you want to voice your opinion. And I'm not saying that people can't voice their opinion. But personally, I find booing a team off at half-time when you're in absolutely no no danger of relegation and you're 1-0 up. I find that ridiculous. Well, we're
2: not safe from relegation, so I wouldn't well, say no danger, but you know, this is actually where your 90-minute and not full-season analogy works. I knew it would come in because the <laughs> boo off on the strength of 90 minutes rather than what might come, that's what they were booing. They were booing 45 minutes of football that they'd seen, arguably yeah. the best goal that we've seen at Sinsel Bank in a long, long while, 1-0 up against a team who haven't had a shot on target or haven't even had a shot at all, not a single shot and they get booed off. I'd like to think that we were booing MK Dons off. I don't believe it because no. at the end of last season we booed Lass Sorensen who by the way was excellent on when oh, he came on. Oh, he was on.
0: superb. Um but they booed him on not so long ago. Yeah. I think so, we should anyway, talk, let's let's talk quickly about some positives then before yeah, we, we just, before we move on. Go on I think yeah, the first one there you mentioned it last coming in at, at right wing back was was a bit of a revelation on Tuesday night I thought. I mean whether it was I I jokingly suggested it in our group chat that that he kind of had a bit of a fire in him because he was playing against a former club. I don't know, but I think I I think, yeah, you know, he's he he was absolutely fantastic on on Tuesday night and I I think there was a a real worry when TJ looked like he was um, uh, you know, going to be going to have to go off Uh, but for him to um, you know, for last to come in and, and play the way that he did, I thought he made some, you know, actually some decent, decent runs, played some decent balls as well. Um, and there was some, there were some really, really nice passes um, from, from last and from Regan Poole actually on, on Tuesday night, which um, that th- there was one that looked like, um, I think it looked like Poole was going to kind of spray it out to the, to the left wing. And he, it almost looked like he drilled it along the floor. And I think a few people thought it was a, a miss, uh, you know, a miss hit, but then, um, it went straight to a man, and it you know it led to a chance for us. It's like yeah, the the, the range of passing that we've got across our back four, back five at the minute, is, is really impressive. Uh, and that's we'll only going to be, gonna be better when comes. Monster comes back.
2: Yeah. I, I, I thought lasted did very well. I'm not going to go he was outstanding. There were a couple of misplaced passes as well. Um, but I thought that he did very, very well under the circumstances. And he's a player. Um, I think Jimmy Walker said it in commentary, because as people know, I had to watch um, online, thanks to that that curry from the top of the uh, hour. <laughs> um, I don't think it was that good for me. Um, I, yeah, I I want him to do well. I'd yeah. love Lass Sorensen to become a first-team player for us. He's, he works so hard. I think that's why fans were singing his name at Derby, because he's, he, he works tirelessly. Yeah. I thought Harry Boys had um, an average game, and then I've looked at the stats and I was wrong. He actually had a quite a decent game, but it's easy to look at it and go, he's missed that chance, and he's, he's missed this, and he's missed that. I yeah. thought Sean Rowan... Um, it's hard to pick out centre-halves in that game, to be honest, because yeah. there wasn't an awful lot to do, but... I I just thought the way that Rowan has settled into that left centre back position and yeah. done really, really well. You know, and I, I think now he's played two g- consecutive games at left centre back, which is more than our other left centre back has ever played. Um that's not that's not fact, by the way. That's a facetious it's like
0: <laughs> a fact. Um yeah um, talk, should we should we just should we wrap it up with with the two games because I'm aware that the time's getting on and we've not yeah. even we've not done anything on the next games yet but which of the two was the better goal because you did say we talk we we'd say it I I think ben House's goal was the better goal
2: Okay uh, so I will um yeah I, I actually think it was the better goal because of the technique
0: Yeah but it's, it's the I, technique, the running on the volley.
2: Yeah, it. Do you know what? They're both stupendous goals. And when, like you said, when the goal of the month from a couple of uh, from from January had a penalty and two youth team goals in it.
0: Yeah, um, was it January or December? I can't remember.
2: I thought it was January, wasn't it? Because I thought it had Danny Mandrew's goal against
0: Charlton, Jack Diamond's penalty. I may have got that wrong, because so I, I think I said December. But yeah, it was. Well, because in December
2: like we um, we we played Southampton, didn't we? Yeah. So the Southampton goal would have been in it.
0: Yeah. I can't. But yeah. When you've got the previous goal of the month competition had a penalty in it, and then you've got two goal of the season contenders in the space of four days. Um, yeah, I mean. Ben House's goal for me is 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 the better goal. Like he's, he's running, you've seen the ball come in, and he's hit it on the volley while running. It's just superb. It's I couldn't believe what I'd seen on, I couldn't believe what I'd seen when it, when it happened on Saturday, to be honest. Well, I I could because Ben House is a technically Oh, yes, yeah. He's a
2: footballer. Yeah. He's also, he looks to me to be a tough little bastard as well. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, the way I'd, 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 I'd written Rowan down under MK Dons, I didn't know why, but it was obviously the Rowan incident at the end. Yes. Um, but the way that Ben House has gone straight in on... Um, their lad, and you know, obviously he's going to get booked for it. But I like that; it looks like a fiery little sod. And when I say little sod, he's not. He's probably bigger than me. But it's just because he's young. You see, you know what I mean? You think, look at this little upstart. But you know, he's rocking a ginger beard. He's doing it for us out there. And when I say yours, <laughs> I don't mean you because you're not ginger. But do you know what I mean he's making ginger yeah. cool again? He's he's
0: got a, he's got a bit of reedy about him. I think I can see where you see think that actually. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't think he's quite. He's not quite the wind-up merchant.
2: No, and he's a bit more mobile.
0: Yeah. That's what, yeah. He, he's I mean, to be fair, said, so he's
2: the tree in my garden. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that's why I said he's got a bit about him. Yeah. Anyway, shall, so we, uh, shall we look ahead to Oxford then? Yeah, so you're all primed and ready to tell us
0: all about Oxford. No, we discussed no. this off-air, and you've just done that to set me up because you're a bastard. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the big question is whether Oxford are going to have anybody... Permanently and at the helm. Big question is whether you can get who scored open quick enough. That's a big question. <laughs> Already got it
2: open, mate. I can Already see you, Ed, because I can see the reflection in your glasses. Yeah. So yeah, Oxford, like, oh, they play in yellow, Ben. Um... <laughs> God, fuck
0: yourself. I know that their last win was uh, was in was in end of January. So was it? Who was that yeah. against? Was it against uh, Ipswich? That was against Ipswich. Um, so yeah, they've not they've lost seven out of the last eight. Um sorry. Who was their one draw with? Uh their one draw was with MK Dons. There we go. Yeah. So yeah, not not a great time to be an Oxford fan obviously. You know, we, we probably could have done with them holding on to Carl Robinson for another week, but they got rid of him. Um it's it's difficult to know what to expect from them when they've got rid of the manager that kind of has has put them where they've been. Correct. Um, You know, are are they going to radically change things up for Saturday? Are they going to essentially keep things the same? I mean, obviously anybody, if they, if, if you're listening to this and they have announced a new manager, they're not going to have an enormous impact within 24 hours. Are they? It's, it's, it's really hard to know what to expect from this game on Saturday.
2: Do you know what? You've not done badly there, considering I tried to drop you in it, So fair play <laughs> to you. First of all, I would expect even if they do appoint a new manager tomorrow or today, if you're listening to this on Friday or yesterday, if you're listening to it on Saturday, and so on and so on, um, it's probably not going to be in the dugout. I mean, obviously, no. we know who, who desperately wants the job, I've been told. Um, okay. Mr. Mr. Appleton is uh, keen on the job. And I think Steve Morrison, who was the Cardiff manager for a short period, is interested as well. I can't. You said you don't know what's gone wrong with MK Dons. I don't know what's gone wrong with Oxford United, because I, yeah, I'm looking down their team. You've got Sam Long in there for ages. Cameron Brannigan, who's top midfielder, was was close to moving away for a couple of million pounds. Signed a new deal last season. Marcus Brown is the former West Ham winger. Carl Joseph, leading scorer. Jan Wilde Yannick Wildschut, if uh, if I've got his name correctly, has played um, for, for CSK so, uh, Sophia. I think he's played for Norwich City. He's played for Wigan. He's played for Middlesbrough. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about a, a, a really talented footballer, Sam Baldock? We know what he's all about. James Henry, probably just beginning to go over now. You know, like, you know, he was a nice cup of milk, but he's now one of those that you just you have to smell it. But he's still capable <laughs> of doing it on his day. I, I don't know what, what's what gone wrong. I I would imagine, going back to the milk analogy, Carl Robinson's reign there has just gone stale. Um, I was really surprised, actually, due, doing the research to find out that they've, they'd have they loaned out Matty Taylor. I mean, he had scored, I think, six goals for him this season and he's loaned out to Port Vale. I don't really understand the thinking behind that. Pound for pound, player for player, they've still got a really a, a, a strong-looking um, squad. Yeah, and they've mm. had some good results. And when you say recently, you know, beating Ipswich in January, they beat Charlton in December. Um, obviously, they've, they've, they've hammered Port Vale. They went on a, a, a little run beating Burton and, and Cheltenham at one point. Yeah, they've won more games than we have, let's be honest. Mm. You know, they haven't drawn as many, but they've, I think they've won more, more football matches than Lincoln City have this season. So... Yeah, it's going to be a struggle. They've actually won four away and five at home, so they've won nine. Um, I don't, I I, I don't really understand it. It it baffles me a little bit. Louis Bate, by the way, one of their players as well, young player who was at Chelsea and uh, moved to Leeds, I think, for one point five million on loan there. This isn't the gimme. It looks like. And and whether keeping Robinson losing, I think keeping Robinson would have been better. The fact he's now gone, how many times do we see it? that suddenly there's a freedom. We don't know how they're going to set up. They usually play with a four at the back, although they did play with a three at the back against Cambridge and lost 1-0, so they probably won't do that again. They do create chances. Their XG, for instance, Bristol Rovers, 1.17, even though they lost 3-0, lost 3-1 with a 1 XG at Plymouth, 1.39 against MK Dunn, should have edged that game, lost 1-0 to Shrewsbury, 1.31 XG, 0.51 for Shrewsbury, lost 2-1 to Barnsley, 2.09 XG, 1.04 for Barnsley, They've been on the top in games. They're not killing it off. They haven't got the killer instinct up top. Look, this is a game that people will go to and they'll say, they'll be taking the piss before the game, going, it'll be a draw. It'll be a draw. We should be beating these. They've lost all these games. It'll be a draw. My prediction for the game is a draw. It, it's as simple as that. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, yeah. What more do you say?
0: No. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's that it goes back to what you you sort of saying earlier about you know what what the fans want from stuff you've said there that oxford have won more games than we have this season where would you rather be at the moment you know, exactly would, would you rather be an oxford fan or would you rather be a lincoln city fan another point that shows ben is on fire boom um yeah i don't know like that's yeah don't milk not it. Dumber, no, no it's, a, it, it's a point that, you know, it, it didn't occur to me until you said then that Oxford have won more games than we have this season. Yeah, And and the point is, last year, and we're kind of
2: going back a little bit, but last year I remember us losing 1-0 to Doncaster, and somebody who I did have a discussion with on Twitter, and I'm, I'm not, I like the guy, I'm not calling him out or anything, but he said after the Doncaster game, I'd rather be Doncaster than us because they're showing fight and we're sleepwalking to relegation. Twelve months later, and it was... Calling us out again for the MK Don uh, for the game against MK Don's, and I'm kind of saying, Oh, okay, again, it might have been against Forest Green, but it's like, Well, you know, we'll be in League One next season, just like we were when you said it against Doncaster last season. You know, I look at the league table, okay, we've only won three at home, and that's fewer than anybody bar MK Don's. You know, we've we've drawn 13 home games, and people, it's far too many Barnsley have drawn one. And... When he scored fifteen goals at home, not many have scored fewer than that. And you know, that people are saying, Oh, people will vote with their feet, they'll do this, they'll do that. They won't. They won't. The MK Don's game was a low attendance because it was a Tuesday night in the middle of February. It's cold. In fact, I wanted to double check something. There was a game we played against MK Dons a couple of years ago that was also on a Tuesday night, and I wanted to check the attendance at that and just see what the what the the,
0: the difference actually was. But um, anyway, today I learned that Tuesday the twenty eighth of February is the middle of February. Is so why I said, "Well, oh, whatever." You know
2: what I mean. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to give you it because yeah, I said I said it's stupid, and if you did it, I would definitely pull you up on it without a doubt. Of course you would. Um, yeah, I would. Yeah,
0: because that's what we're here for. So,
2: <laughs> but yeah, the I mean, it was there was fewer than seven thousand home fans, I think. Now, wasn't yes. There
0: was. Yes. Yeah, it was the first um, time. First time in the season, there was fewer than seven thousand home fans. Yeah. Which and basically, if, the, if you if if you look at it, we've got what six and a half thousand season ticket holders. Yeah. Approximately 500 people came and paid the money, but. I can tell you for a fact that there was a lot of season ticket holders that weren't there. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah. You weren't there. Rach wasn't there. Yeah. I know that's only two, but, you know, sample size of two, that's 100%. But there was only 7,700
2: when we played them on a Tuesday night, 11th of February in 2020,
0: and they brought more because they were challenging at the time. Yeah. But no. But look, like I said, Oxford, don't really know what to expect from them. A draw. Yeah Solid, compact, they'll try not to get beat,
2: they won't create an awful lot. Um we don't know how they're set up, it'll be a draw. Yeah.
0: So I know what to expect from them. If, yeah. you don't. if you listen to the will... podcast, you'll find out. <laughs> it will be nice to see Lewis Monsma back though. God, won't it just
2: won't it just? And it'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I I don't I think Saturday comes too early for for
0: Virtue.
2: Virtue. Yeah, yeah i think did was it you or somebody else told me virtue back in contention on tuesday but not saturday
0: wasn't me
2: no it sounds accurate so it probably was someone else
0: <laughs> that was episode 203 wasn't me <laughs> no, 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 no me. No, anyway no, no. so yeah me. do you want to um do you want to go through the last item on the agenda before we uh, wrap it up for the week yep so the club have um
2: released a book today tomorrow not sure actually when it's been released i've seen that the uh press release because i um was asked for a quote so this we actually go back we're going back almost to to 2020 to the uh, the nk dons game i just mentioned because it was march 2020 we went into lockdown um and whilst in the bath one night, I had an idea for a second book, similar to the one that Roger Bates had, had put together that I uh, judged called The Invasion Best Away Stories. It was an idea where I thought, well, let's get people to try and write just about their, why what Lincoln City means to them. So that, I mean, people aren't going to forget it in, in lockdown, but I thought it would be a great idea. Now, there have been a few delays since then. So we had a closing date, I think, of October 2020. Um for the editing which was myself uh journalist alan johnson and uh, ian plenderleith um, the author uh we've got our edits done we've got everything done by kind of january 2021 uh, and then it's been a, a ever-changing staff at the football club people picking it up dropping it um COVID ending and all of the work for that. So it's taken ages and ages to get it out. And Jay Longworth, I think, has torn his hair out. And finally, we've got to a point where this book has gone out. Um, so the winners have been announced. Uh, I haven't got my copy yet. I can't wait to read it, even though I edited all of the articles because I've forgotten about them um, So it's going to be good. Now, the uh, club release, and people will hear me desperately pe- pecking on my keyboard there because I haven't planned Uh, To do this. So it's entitled We All Follow the Imps and it can be purchased in person at the LNAR Club Shop for £9.99. What did I say? Gary said, it's great to see the book published. Ian Allen and I had some great fun editing the wonderful stories and reminiscing about the tales they told. These are the real stories of real supporters who have been touched by our great football club and it was a privilege and an honour to be involved in bringing them to print. What started as a lockdown idea, I had got to make it about me, uh, (laughs) to keep people busy and engaged. It's finally becoming a part of the extensive Lincoln City Library. We hope people enjoy it. Absolutely do. Um, So, yeah. Get on it, £9.99, bargain, stocking filler in February.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's my birthday in a few, couple of weeks, so I'll have that, I think. You'll probably buy it before then anyway. I know yeah, I probably will, to be fair. Yeah. So, uh, cool. Right, is there anything else then before we wrap it up for the evening and i ordered myself a takeaway
2: i don't know fee's actually just gone out to get me a takeaway as well because oh. she got a new job she got a new job on uh monday so she's just been promoted within the nhs to a band seven so congrats uh, to fee yes and she's been then out so i've made her go to the chip shop no um so <laughs> she was working away monday tuesday wednesday didn't get back till late last night so i said i'll buy her a chip dinner to celebrate
0: beautiful stuff
2: and I bought her a bottle of wine and a card and a cook to dinner last night just in case people think that I'm being a chauvinist by sending her out to get my dinner for me. <laughs> uh, but because she's just gone, it's 6 38, she's just gone. She's going to be about 20 minutes. We're about to wrap up. You know what that means, Ben?
0: You can turn your on air light on. It's marquee
2: matchups. FIFA, isn't it? Oh. Squad building challenges, marquee matchups. Boom. That's what I'm talking about. Forty-four year old man with a, the with, a, with the brains of a child. No, be a child prodigy.
0: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Excited I times. i i play i, I play uh, Ultimate Team for like a couple of weeks when it comes out, and then a bit later on in the season when basically the new FIFA is due shortly, so they're just kind of giving away. Yeah. like team of the season players in in stupidly cheap packs.
2: Uh, you want to see what I've got, man. Team of the week, Donnarumma in goal. Brilliant start. Franco Baresi got him on us. SBC centre-half alongside 88-rated Tiago with 80-something pace. Some sort of special Kieran Trippier at right
0: back. This is like me trying to explain a Marvel film to you at this point. No, it's point. not, you, because you I've, I've never don't watched care. a Marvel
2: film and don't have any interest. You play FIFA, you've just admitted it. you said it. You said you play FIFA. We have got George yeah, Best, but... 90-rated George Best, centre attacking midfield. Gareth Bale, 93-rated, one-wing. Freddie Lundberg, special Freddie Lundberg. Designed, you know, they released some little Marvel-designed, inspired cards. Did you know that?
0: I did know that.
2: Yeah, of course you did, because you are a FIFA fan as well. So don't try and Can I get it, the press go, oh. releases, Gary? Yeah, well, I've got Freddie Lundberg on the left, 88-rated. <laughs> Jamie Vardy, 90-rated. 90 90-shooting, 90, 90 pace, bang. Left-hand side of my attack. Then you've got 90-rated Richarlison, and I sometimes rotate that with Davosuka. Suka. I've gone through all of that. I can't actually remember where my left back is. No idea. Actually, I've just reminded myself I can sell Kuli now. Anyway, so there we go. Marquee matchups.
0: I love video games, and that was just go. as thrilling for me as it was for everybody else that was Keeping listening. Keeping it real. Just very quickly
2: as well, what are you going to fancy dress up as on my stag weekend?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I, didn't, I, I wasn't aware that fancy dress was... Uh... Uh, Well, the thing is,
2: Dave has been saying it's Fancy Dress because it's the last away game of the season, so people go in Fancy Dress sometimes anyway. of course we do, yeah, yeah. But I was chatting to Pete earlier and he said he didn't want to tell me anything about my Stag Weekend, but he did say that we might be going corporate because he might be able to pull and wangle something. And if we do, then obviously we can't go Fancy Dress. And apparently he said to Dave, you can either drink copiously in a box um or we can go on the terraces and not drink during the game in fancy dress and shockingly um they chose <laughs> they chose drinking, a drinking option. yeah well just drinking
0: obviously full stop yeah that's fair that's anyway
2: fair. anyway there we go that's a chat for off air it's one hour five minutes and that my marquee matchups time is now forty one so I've lost three minutes
0: <laughs> we'll see you next week Brilliant. and up the imps up the imps